Welcome to the Asimov cast. Short bursts of joy, thoughtfulness and inspiration from the works of Isaac Asimov. I'm Lossie. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at AsimovCast or email to AsimovCast at gmail.com. This week we'll be covering the stories Segregationist and Robbie. Segregationist was first published in 1967 in the December issue of Abbott Tempo, which was apparently the in-house magazine of a pharmaceutical company called Abbott Laboratories. Okay. A surgeon and a medtech are discussing a senator's heart replacement, and the surgeon wants to try one more time to suggest an organic or plastic part rather than a metal one. The senator, however, just wants metal. He perceives its strength to be substantially greater than the plastic. Even when the surgeon explains the organic plastic would react better with the body's hormones and that the metal heart is at risk of electronic failure. The senator rejects all of this and wonders if the unlining, underlying concern is that this is turning him into a metallo or metallo. Pronunciations will differ. Since robots have gained citizenship, it seems more and more people are turning themselves into robots, getting robotic parts, effectively becoming cyborgs. This is happening both ways. Robots, when in need of replacement parts, are often asking for plastic or organic or flesh-like components. More and more people and robots are becoming hybrids. The surgeon doesn't like this. He thinks people should be who they are. And this is called out as segregationist talk by the medtech. But the surgeon doesn't care and complains of mongrelization. If the surgeon had to have anything replaced, they'd want it to be as close to the original as possible. The final reveal, as the surgeon preps for surgery by heating their hands to sterilize them, is that the surgeon is themselves a robot or a metallo. So things that inspired me or made me think, um, I think, I guess my first thought would be like, would you be a cyborg? Would would I be a cyborg? What parts of you would you want to replace if you were to do so? I think I, I guess this is about prolonging life. I guess it's about, you know, what you do to your body, how you develop. I don't think I'd be looking for a complete robot body. But I don't think I personally have anything against replacement parts or uh, digital interfaces to things. I think um, I think that would be an interesting way to develop, but I can certainly see why people wouldn't. I think it's interesting how uh, replacement parts on both humans and robots are so commodified in this story. Uh, obviously, there's some sort of racism parallels um, which are a bit ham-fisted, let's be honest. Uh, but, you know, where I found joy was, I think it's quite a decent twist. I think uh, when you read it back and you notice the lack of names given to anything, I think it you could have guessed, uh, if you're perhaps slightly sharper than I am, that uh, the surgeon was a metallo. Uh, but I thought it was quite well done and quite well revealed right at the end. Um Late on, uh, the surgeon says, I am myself, well pleased to be myself, and would not be anything else. And, to quote Ted Lasso, I'm not sure you understand how psychologically healthy that is. (laughs) 
Uh, our second story is called Robbie. Uh, this was first published in 1940 in the September issue of Super Science Stories. And it was initially named as Strange Playfellow, um, a title not chosen by Asimov and one that he disliked quite intensely. It was actually the first of Asimov's robot stories to be published. Gloria is an eight-year-old girl playing hide-and-seek with her robot called Robbie in 1998, ah, the far future. Robbie doesn't speak, uh, but clearly has an emotional bond with the girl. They run and play together, and he sulks if he's unjustly accused of cheating in their game. Gloria loves playing with her friend Robbie, and Robbie loves the stories that she tells him, particularly Cinderella. Gloria's mother Grace is less of a fan of Robbie. She chases him off from Gloria's tales and harangues George, Gloria's father, about the robot, saying, admittedly after two years of friendship and service, that children aren't meant to be looked after by metal men. Apparently the neighbours have been talking and Grace is concerned. Despite the robot having been specifically designed for uh, this job, as in looking after and being a companion for a small child, and it being covered by the first law of robotics, uh, laws of robotics, first mention, everyone take a drink, uh, the first law of robotics is that no robot shall harm or, through inaction, allow harm to come to a human. Grace is paranoid, and she's also concerned that Gloria doesn't want to play with any other girls or boys, just with Robbie. George doesn't want to hear about it, the robot is expensive and doing its job well and considers all of these concerns to be hyperbolic. And he, as well, can see how much Gloria cares for Robbie. Grace, however, maintains this campaign of negativity, claiming the village is concerned about Robbie, nagging and pest nagging, that's not a word, nagging and pestering George. Eventually he relents and uh, whilst taking... Uh, Gloria to the cinema, which is called a Visivox. Robbie is taken away, and a dog brought instead for Gloria. Gloria is distraught at Robbie's disappearance and has no interest in the dog. Grace wants to wait the tears out, and Gloria does indeed stop crying, but she stops smiling too and gets into a bit of a funk. Grace reckons that Gloria just needs a change of scenery and wants them to go to New York. Uh, he, she wants them to go to New York in August, which somewhat horrifies George. Um, as part of this change of scenery, Grace considers that Gloria has been helping them pack and is engaged with all of this. So you can start to see some life back in her daughter. However, it turns out that Gloria thinks that the reason for the trip and the only reason for the trip is that they are looking for Robbie and using detectives to do so. George chokes and sputters, and Grace is cold, as this is revealed. New York in 1998 is apparently a sightseer's paradise, um, and those of you who were in New York in 1998 will have to confirm that to me. The adults spent a month uh, taking Gloria around to see so many things um, in a clear attempt to distract her, but aren't sure that she's forgotten Robbie. Grace has been keeping them, keeping her away from robots where possible and taking her shopping as well. Um, at the Museum for Science and Industry, however, Gloria sees an exhibit for the talking robot and sneaks away from them to uh, see this. Uh, the exhibit's a bit boring, really. Um, the robot is just reciting facts or performing simple calculations, uh, but Gloria manages to sneak past the attendant and 
asks only one question, if the robot can help her find Robbie. The robot itself is unaware of the existence of other robots um, and finds the subject confusing and sort of fizzles out, burns its logic circuits out. Uh, Grace finds Gloria and scolds her for running away and uh, starts to despair when all Gloria wants to do is to try and find Robbie. George decides that what Gloria needs to see is that robots are machines, not people, as, as she thinks of Robbie. And he organizes a tour of the U.S. Robots and Mechanical Men Corporation to drill into Gloria that robots are not alive. As part of the tour, George is clearly manipulating them around and they visit one area of the factory, which is a sort of robotic work area. And of course, that is where Robbie is. Gloria sees him and sprints to him, so happy to see her friend, but fails to notice the trucks bearing down on her um, in this factory floor. Uh, Robbie reacts instinctively and saves Gloria. Grace realises that uh, George has set this up, but uh, George has proved his point. Gloria is ecstatic to see her friend. Grace has to relent, and Robbie will return home with them and the family, and will look after uh, Gloria until he rusts. Uh, so things that made me think about this. Um, firstly, it's got notable similarities with our first story, which is a boy's best friend, which is sort of parents not really understanding the relationship between a child and a robot. Um, in fact, George asks uh, Grace to think of Robbie as a bit like a dog. Again, the idea of you could replace this with a dog and uh, everything would be fine for the child. Uh, we get the um, the sort of, again, the story of adults versus children in terms of their relationship with robots, the adults seeing them as tools to execute function um, and sometimes to be feared, and the children who effectively have grown up natively with robots seeing nothing but a companion. And again, what, what they put love into this relationship, they get love back out of it. Uh, we get a, get the first law, or at least a mention of the first law. Um, I appreciate I've been jumping around somewhat uh, uh in odd order, albeit it's the order that's in the book, so blame the book uh, in terms of these short stories, but it's nice to see the first law of robotics come up, and I think we'll get to see more laws of robotics as we go through this further. Um, this character of Grace is not a good female character. Again, uh, Asimov is not great at writing female characters so far in some of these short stories that we've read. She's very... She, she seems irrational in the way that she thinks of Robbie. She seems cold and uncaring of her daughter. There's no indication uh, that she actually loves her daughter and wants to spend time with her. She just doesn't want the robot to to help raise the girl. At least that's the way it's written. And um, Asimov doesn't do a lot to give you any sympathy for that character. Um where I found joy, um, honestly, the relationship between Gloria and, and Robbie is is one of love. Um, and it's always nice to see that. And again, what you put into this, you get out. Uh, Gloria is um, not cruel to to Robbie. She teases him in a, in a realistic way that an eight-year-old would. She, she you know, wants to get her own way, but um, she tells Robbie stories and she cares for Robbie. And she gets if not love, but certainly uh, prioritization back in um, uh, 
in reverse from Robbie. Um, the the final thing is that for some reason all of the uh, human characters in this uh, family um, are have first names beginning with G. So there's Gloria, there's George, and there's Grace. So I'm not quite sure what Asimov was was hinting at there, um, but we'll, maybe we'll find out someday. And thank you for joining me. You can find me at Mean Englishman on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Asimovcast. The theme music is courtesy of Alexei Chastillon from Pixabay. Please email your thoughts, what inspires you, and where you find joy in Asimov to asimovcast at gmail.com. And tell me, would you be a cyborg? Where would you, where would you draw the lines at uh, cyborg implants? Uh, I'll be taking a week off next week um, on account of my child's birthday. Uh, but the next episode I'll be covering Let's All Get Together. Sorry, Let's Get Together and Mirror Image. And we go from one law hinted at to all three laws of robotics. Go now. Do not harm humanity or, by inaction, allow humanity to come to harm.